gentlemen, we're back. Yep. We are back. Still here. Hey, lads. Still quarantined. All that kind of stuff. How how are your quarantines going, guys? I am so right. bored. What are you guys doing? Sleeping. Um, sleeping. Video games, podcasts, Netflix, and schoolwork. Schoolwork. Yeah. Schoolwork's very lo loose term for that right now. <laughs> I mean, we're almost done. One more week. Yeah. Have this take-home exam. You have twelve hours to do. I know. Love to see it. Anyway, lads, we have a very, very big show to get to today. I'm just a bit of teaser to get into it. I have a new rule change I'd like to make to the, the league, and I know for a fact Alex is going to hate it. We're going to, of course, the main attraction for today's show, we're going to look at the 2020 draft, and we're going to make our own little projections, predictions, who's going to go where. And I have a feeling that number two is going to be a lot of fun for, for the three of us because uh, Alex is smiling and he said something before the show. Um, unfortunately, though, before we get into all the fun, um, and we've, we've made the decision to start the show with this stuff, um, there's been some pretty brutal news around uh, hockey especially. And um, there's no real easy way to get into it. But I think, first of all, we should start with Sportsnet Carolyn Cameron um, said on Twitter that her grandmother passed away because of COVID-19. Um, it, it's We've all been affected, of course, by this virus, and we're, we're feeling it, but it just hits on another level when, of course, we don't know Carolyn Cameron personally, but we see her on TV. You know, she's one of the shining stars of Sportsnet, but it just it hits you even harder when, you know, somebody that you feel like you know, at least from, you know, watching on TV and that, when they lose someone and they're personally affected. So, of course... Our condolences to her family Absolutely. and close friends. You with that, of course. Um, second on the docket, uh, this isn't a death, but I think we all need to say you are a loser to the people who hacked into that New York Rangers live chat and started throwing racial slurs at Keandre Miller. That's what. Yeah. That is apparently the FBI are now involved because it's yeah. like a security breach and it is a hate crime. Um, but uh, also, we should give a shout-out to all the people who have come out and given Keandre Miller support. Of course, uh, guys like Cole Caulfield, his teammates in Wisconsin, have come out and said, we love you, Keandre. If you if you guys remember from the 2018 draft, he's one of those three New York Ranger drafts. And he was one of those people that, dang it, you hate that another team got him because he's such a good kid. And I say a kid because I'm pretty sure he's younger than us. Yeah, he's uh, 20, yeah. Oh, that's that's uh, that's, uh, a great kid. Um, you're a coward, whoever, or you are cowards, whoever put that stuff out there. And anything else to say with the Keandre Miller stuff? I don't want to give those people too many attention, too much attention, other than saying you're a loser. Well, I think it could be said overall. Like I, I remember in December, I I went back to uh, my high school. And I was I was talking to one of my old teachers, and we were just talking about like obviously I was talking about the podcast. I'm like, yeah, it's it's been a really difficult two months, going into November and then December with, with all the uh, first the Babcock, then all the Peter stuff came out, and then things kind of went around and around and around and around, and it's like it it takes a lot out. 
of I don't know about you guys, but for me, it just took a lot out to try to find the good things to talk about when all this bad stuff. And I guess Don Cherry too kind of started it, started it all. And now we're in April of the year of ne- of this year. And it's like, man, it feels like this, I guess, school, if you want, school year, NHL season, really has just been going down and down and down. First with Don Cherry, then Babcock, then Peters, uh, then COVID-19, now uh, Condre Miller, and then we'll get to the, the one after this, too. It's just, it's, it, I don't know any other way to describe it than it's just been a really tough I guess season. Mm-hmm. Daniel, anything to say? Um, yeah, like this whole thing coming out with it, um, it just kind of it. It's like out of nowhere in a way. Like I think the way everyone's been in isolation and everything, and like the NHL kind of doing its best to still stay connected to its fans and do these types of things, and then this Keanu Miller thing just comes out, and like it just, it's just worst time, and it's just reminiscent of. Like past instance, like with Sue Band, with Wayne Simmons, Devontae Smith, yeah, Devontae Smith Pelly. Um, that you know, I in my head, like I thought, like we moved away from this, from like this, the stupidity. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, um, moving on. Uh, I'd add see one more thing on that. Uh, Keandre, we love you. You're gonna have a great NHL career, and don't let those uh, those idiots affect you really. Um, one last piece of bad news, and this, I think, was in hockey. This a lot of the bigger deaths in hockey has been, you know, over the past few years. It's been a Gordy Howe, it's been a Jean Beliveau, Henri Richard, guys who have lived long, great lives. But a few days ago, Colby Cave of the Edmonton Oilers passed away. Uh, originally put into the hospital found out he had brain bleeding, then went into a medically induced coma, passed away. And it's it's so bittersweet that we find out the best things about people after they pass and the things that have been coming out about Colby Cave. Um, you know, how how much his teammates loved him, how much he connected with fans. It's it's just there aren't a lot of words to describe this. And again I'll say the same thing that we said for Carolyn Cameron's grandmother. Um, our condolences to the family, uh, the friends, and you're going to be missed, Colby, and we hope you rest in peace. Yeah, you put it uh, mm-hmm. are, we, um, are we good to move on then, guys? Are we good to, to get into the, the love of the show, the distractions, the, yes. the positivity and all that? Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a sharp turn to make, but uh, it's one that uh, is just necessary. So, Alex, why don't you get a start? There's nothing more in sports most times than than probably UFC. So, take it away. So, there's only two sports going on in North America. Or two things going on in sports or sports entertainment right now. Which, well, originally was the UFC and WWE. Obviously, WWE had WrestleMania last weekend. I don't think did any of us watch it, because I no, no uh, okay. saw snippets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was over two nights, which was kind of uh, new. I heard good things about really? it. Really? Yeah. UFC. So UFC, I think it, this coming weekend was supposed to hold an event 
on tribal land in California. UFC 249. And they had this great card planned out. It looked very entertaining. And they announced... And Dana White came out and announced that he was going to be... uh, I don't know if he was buying or renting a private island to host international fights. A private island. (laughs) (laughs) UFC island. Good. Like, it's like... I don't know if that's good for him. I, I don't even know, like, what to say because I feel like there's there's part of me that's like, man, just let it be, please. But it's like, man, like I'd love to see people fight. Like I don't know, just something to watch. Um, but uh, a couple days ago, they canceled all of it. Apparently. Top executives at ESPN and Disney, Disney essentially owns ESPN, had told him to cancel the event and any uh, immediate future events. So we won't be seeing UFC for a while. I just thought it was funny that he was going to buy an island. (laughs) Please, please. He would have leased it, let's be honest. Probably. Hey, they got Connor coming back. They could have afforded it, eh? Yeah. I mean, hey, Rhonda's not doing anything, so maybe you can try oh, and bring her back. She's not. Did you see apparently uh, she's not going back to WWE either? I know. Oh, I did wow. see that. I did see that. Mm. Did you, Daniel? Did you see? I, I saw, like, yeah, some snippets of that, but, like, nothing really kind of. Not too many details. So this was. Uh, I think I saw this yesterday on Twitter. She was trying to under Rousey. Had a little stint with the WWE, right? Yes. And apparently, she, she, if you know, probably the most crazy fan bases in all the world are like Star Wars, because nerds are insane. Yep. I'm one of them. Uh, and wrestling. are Those guys are, those fans are nuts. So apparently, Ronda Rousey, and you, you never know if this is a work or anything with those those wrestlers and that, but basically said, like, the fans are ungrateful and it's it's not real and all that, which she has a point. It's, it's not real. It. <laughs> you just ruined it for Daniel. Come on. I know. It's like the second no, week no. in so, a row. A lot, a lot of wrestlers are actually really mad because, like, you first of all, you can't deny that you that the WWE scripted, right? But to say it's fake fighting is a bit. It's an insult because people have actually tied wrestling. Like it's yeah. it's scripted, but like. You get hurt doing that. And I remember when I was a little younger, I really liked Edge. Because Edge is actually from Orangeville, which is a, a town I grew up just outside of, right? And my hairdresser from Orangeville went to high school with Edge, actually. So uh, I always really liked him. And he actually, his career was ended for about nine years um, because of the injuries he sustained wrestling in them. So, and, you know, there are wrestlers that, you know, Daniel Bryan was another one. He had to retire because of it. Um, there are other wrestlers, I think her name was like Alexa Bliss or something, I saw was reacting to Ronda that, saying like, I was out for a year with a legitimate injury, concussions and that are, are real things, so, Ronda Rousey, man, she's, uh, she's burning bridges. Uh, anyway, though, I say, ladies and gentlemen, um, I'm sorry to keep talking, I swear, I'll stop soon, but I just want to outline to the listeners our plans for the rest of April. So I've got some dates here, so... On the 15th, of course, for another episode of Bizarre Event, we will, of course, be looking at the 
best movie of all time, Jurassic Park. Question. Alex isn't laughing. I thought he would. Questionable. No, it's a fact. On the 19th, we're going to be looking at a retro review. We're going to look at the 2008 NHL entry draft. This is, of course, brought upon by the NHL posting that Drew Doughty would go first overall. No, Roger he would. Gardner. Stop. Not Luke Shen? Yes. Not Luke Shen? Oh. Yes, of course. Um, the 22nd will be Alex's Bizarre Adventures. Uh, 26th will be another retro review. We will be at the request of Talha. Finally. Our boy journalism program. Oh, hope he's we, well. Yep. We will be looking at the 1415 Toronto Maple Leafs. Then to finish off on the 29th of April, A Bizarre Adventures. Daniel, you will be choosing that movie yet to be determined, but I'm sure it's going to be good. I will. And I can't wait till it's a World Juniors documentary or some. (laughs) (laughs) Or be like, what, lads? Let's watch all the Mighty Duck movies. You know, Gordon Bombay, Flying V, all that sort of stuff, eh? Yeah. Oh, God. We'll see. Hey. You guys want to talk about some hockey? I think so. Yes. So apparently, Ilya Shorkin will be an Islander soon. He's refused to extend or talk contracts with uh, CSKA, I believe it's Moscow. Yeah. And he will now be, or he's expected to sign with the New York New York Islanders. This is a guy who Islanders fans have been waiting for for a long time. So what do you guys think? The Islanders are finally getting their guy. Um, I, sorry, go. Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, I remember like at the draft, third round pick, ste- considered a steal even then. And yeah, it's like Islanders future right there. I uh, I really like the guy. I remember um, we all thought he got traded to Chicago <laughs> to deadline. Not Darren. That was the yeah. most exciting thing uh, that happened. But that's okay. But uh, yeah, it was just really interesting. Um, I think it's one of those guys. Just you couldn't really. I I think he just went in the third round because by virtue of being a goalie and he was a bit older. But I think. Like, solid guy. I think he's going to be a great starter in the NHL. So, I have his stats up here. He's played 20-plus games in the KHL since uh, 2013-14. He played five games in the KHL 2012-2013, but that's only five games. His lowest save percentage is 9-11. That's solid. Alex, since you're looking at it, could you please read out his save percentage in 2015 16? 9.53. And 9.45 this year. And then I believe this is the playoffs before they got canceled with CSKA Moscow. In four games, let alone two assists, by the way. Pretty good. A 9.66 save percentage. This guy. <laughs> this guy. Now, asterisk because he does play for one of those super teams, but a 966. My dear God. I believe, um, I don't think, well, who's the Edmonton Oilers goalie again? Koskinen. What's his name? Ilya Koskinen. Miko Koskinen. Um, I think he, Koskinen. I believe he played for one of the super teams too, and his numbers were never even closed out. So I'm a bit contradicting myself here, but... What I really want to ask you guys is, but how is this going to help the Islanders' scoring problem? It's not. It's to assist. It's going to solidify their goaltending position, though. 
right? You you, uh, you look at they have sure they have Linus Soderstrom um, in the AHL right now. I think he's had a bit of an off here. I'll pull that up, but but the, right now they have Semyon Varlamov. And, Ooh. And who who didn't have that bad of a season? Uh, and Thomas Grice. So Thomas Grice is supposed to be a free agent at the end of this year, whenever that may be. Do you, I don't expect them to re-sign Thomas Grice if Ilya Sorokin signs, because I have this feeling that they're going to throw Ilya Sorokin in the NHL. Oh, I would, I would, yeah. Yeah. So, So I think it solidifies, if anything, it solidifies their goaltending position. Because, okay, you have Semyon Varlamov uh, for three more years after this one at five million. But you also have Ilya Sorokin. And that, like, that could be a deadly, uh, a deadly duo. Mm-hmm. Especially with Lewis Gross managing that goaltending the way he has over the past few years, um, and yeah, I, I was just looking at their stats. Which um, Varlama have had a nine fourteen this year, which um, considering how low save percentage has been over the last two seasons, that's a, that's a bit above league average. I'll say that though. Since we're on the Islander stuff, and I'm just thinking about this now, what do you guys think? A Matt Barzell contract looks like now that the cap's probably going to stagnate. Yeah, and the, yeah, that that's an interesting question because it's Lou Lamorello, so you have no idea, and we will never know until he signs that contract. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to drag. Like <clears throat> same thing Alex said. Um, like, if I were to give it numbers on his real value, I would say, like, if they're going to do long-term, $7 million. Really? But, yeah, I think so. I think it's in a way that it's they know how the market is in in New York for, like, the Islanders, that you're going to have to pay for a guy that, you know, he hasn't, he's been kind of topsy-turvy, hasn't really said, like, I'm fully committed to the Islanders. Right. Because I find that interesting because, okay, so he had, uh, I guess, his breakout year um, with the Islanders in 17-18, putting up 85 points, had 22 goals. Last year had a bit of a sophomore slump, had 62 points in 82 games, and so far this year he had 68 points, uh, sorry, 60 points in 68 games played. Mm-hmm. Right, so I, I guess it seems like he's a bit... Uh, you know what he is, but you don't know what he like. You don't know what he could be because, like, you never know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think, think one thing. You, yeah, go. Sorry. Sorry. Good. No, no. You, yeah, you finish your mouth. No, finish what, mouth. what I, I was gonna say is, I think you know. You look at. I'm just simply looking at goal totals here: twenty-two, eighteen, nineteen. That's his last three years. Is he a goal scorer? I'd put him more as a playmaker. 63 assists, 44 assists the year after, 41 assists this year. You know, is he going to get paid the big bucks as a goal scorer? Probably not. Like, I think 7 million... You look at who got paid this year. Like, 
uh, we were talking about, okay, the Matthews and Marner, I'm not even going to talk about that because that's just, I don't even know how to describe that. But you look at the Braden point. You look at the Patrick Line. Um, like, those are short-term contracts, and those are around the $7 million mark. What did Kyle Connor get? Because oh. I'd argue he... I, I, I'd, I don't even know what the argument would be. Is he better than Kyle Connor? See, I... Take. The the one thing I I always keep in mind is the Islanders very much play a defensive first structure, and that that rookie year for Barzell was before Barry Trotz came in, so I, I wonder if if we haven't really seen that offensive Barzell because of the system he plays, uh, and I I also think like if we're looking at a contract that by the way Kyle Connor makes seven point one four two eight five seven seven point one million dollars, yeah, but. Yeah. Because remember, they had to scrape and claw uh, just to keep the buffling contract. Another point, but I, I, I keep that in mind with Barzell. But also, if I'm Matt Barzell, and I and it, it came out that the Islanders were willing to give, I believe it was, um, they were they were willing to give Panarin something like more than twelve million dollars. So if I'm him, I'm saying first of all, I'm a stunnerman. B, yeah. you already lost Tavares. Okay. How's your fan base? I was thinking that too. Like, how many steps back do the Islanders go if they lose? And I'm not saying he's going to get offer sheeted. I'm not saying that. But uh, uh, if, if there's a scenario where Lamorello gets sick of him and trades him like we all thought that he would have done if he was the one doing the Nylander-Marner negotiations, right? So okay. uh, that, that's what I have in my mind is just how valuable Barca really is to that team. Okay. And who don't have a lot of- Okay, so what are you putting his number in at then? If I'm Barzell, I'm not taking anything less than like eight point five. Okay, so how do you, uh, other than other than and yes, I I understand this is an important factor. Other than his value to the team, which I think even without Matthew Barzell, I think you can put a player in there not as good as Matthew Barzell and lose minimum because again, it's not like he showed like you said it before. The problem is goal scoring. If you take out Matthew Barzal and put in a goal scorer, is the team better? Arguably. Right, so I'm looking at Kyle Connor. Kyle Connor, other than his first year where he had five, uh, two goals in 20 games, he's put up at least 30 goals. Mm-hmm. 31 in 17, 18, 34 in uh, 18, 19, and this year he had 38, and they still had. I think 11 more games to play and he got $7.1 million. That's, that's the, fair. That's the issue that that's the issue I have is okay. Can Matthew and I, and, and it's kind of conflicting is, is he not be like, you look at that first year where he just boom, like right on the scene looked like an absolute superstar, then do you, is it Barry Trotz or did he just have a sophomore slump? That's a fair. I wish I watched more Islanders games to be honest with you guys. Um, and you mentioned he doesn't have the goals, but I'm just quickly looking at the Islanders scoring this year. If we look at points, he led them. I mean, he was six points ahead of Brock Nelson, who still himself had 26 goals. Uh, Barzell was. Third in goals, one behind Anders Lee. Again, Brock Nelson, 26 ahead. So, I have a yeah, question. even if he doesn't put the... 
Yeah, go ahead. I just, a thought came to my mind. Mm-hmm. So you have Matt Barzell as your first line center. You have Brock Nelson, I believe, as your second line center. He's list. I'll check daily face off. You just signed Jean Gabriel Pajot for six years at five million dollars to play what? Your third line center. Yes. Josh Bailey plays the left, right, on that team. I remember he used to play center. Uh, hold on, I'm just getting their lines up. Doesn't right that now. seem a bit weird? You know, we uh, and yeah, you know, he did sign Leo Komarov. He b- did bring back ba- bring back Matt Martin. Uh, I don't know why he signed Anders Lee to that contract when even the like because you lot you couldn't sign Panarin. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but to uh, sign, yes. So this is the Islanders lineup. First line is Barzell. Lee on his left. Eberle on his right. Nelson is the second line center. Loud on his left. Josh Bailey on the right. Then so, Pajot, Bovillier, and Komarov on his wings. Okay, but don't you see it a little bit like it's a little bit weird that you're signing uh, a cent, a third line center for five million dollars? I think they were just – I don't know. When I saw that deal, that was just kind of – like two things. I think it was the – we had to do something yeah. for this playoff push. And then – because that was a huge package of draft picks for Peugeot. Yeah. And then second is like – oh, actually three. I'll say three. That had to convince him to come to the Islanders and be like, you know, we, we want you long term. You don't want to just give away like a first and like a second as a rental. Mm-hmm. Um. And I guess third, it was like the whole system thing. They think he fits into that system. Like those are three consistent lines, but I, I kind of agree that like, like when I think about it now, when Adam said the lines, if you take out Barzell, like what does that look like? Well, it depends on what you're replacing him with. If you take what Barzell do you think you out, can... it, okay, mm-hmm. well, I think you can get a package for Barzell. Uh, what would you guys saying, think the package? I'm not saying the Islanders are going to trade him, but I think you can take out Barzal mm-hmm. and put it. If you put in a score, you move up Nelson and Pajot. It, okay, they're not the best players in the world, but like you said, I and I think this is something we've talked about other teams before. They're not getting scoring from one specific person. They're getting scoring from a bunch of different people, mm-hmm. and that that's an that. In some cases, that's an issue. In some cases, that's a positive because if two people stop scoring, you could be absolutely screwed. Okay. So for you, what would be your numbers for Barzell in terms of a contract? I don't think he signs long term in New York. I think if he's if he, I think it's somewhere it's a shorter term. And I'd argue I think somewhere. And I know this is going to sound crazy. What did Braden Point sound sign for? Three years at six million dollars. I will check. I think so. Yeah, it was like it was kind of like one of those I longer bridge contracts. I wouldn't be surprised if it comes in something like that. Three years at six point seven five. So I, I don't think he's Braden Point. I think if I'm Lou, I'm saying, listen, three years, somewhere between six and six and a half. Mm-hmm. I don't think it makes sense to keep to sign him long term because because you can, you're going to sign him for seven years, seven or eight years 
at what nine million, and what if he doesn't end up being that type of player? By the way, Braden Point, yeah, three years, six point seven five mil per. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, would you go for the two or the three bridge deal? Um, I, I don't know. I, I'd I'd say three years. Three years. Another reason I would say it, it's very difficult to talk contract here is, and <laughs> it's funny because I'm the one who asked it, is yeah. that the market is going to be completely re. We thought last summer was a reset of the market, especially for RFAs, mm-hmm. but because of COVID 19 and the way the salary cap's probably not going to go anywhere for a few years now yeah. or significantly past uh, next season, is the market is going to be completely reshaped. Uh, for this uh, this offseason going onwards. Uh, anyway, though, I think we should move on from the Islanders because we do still have a lot to get through. Speaking of the salary cap, you know what's one thing that I think for me has been a positive over the last few days, or at least the last week, is that uh, they had uh, on the STP, they had Chris Johnson on, and he said he doesn't think the salary cap is going down. Mm-hmm. Which I think is a huge positive in, you know, we've been like we we were talking about the salary cap going down for the last couple of weeks. And for someone like him to come out and say, yeah, that really I find it hard to believe if they do something like that is a big positive. I agree. Uh, good old CJ. Nice guy. We've met him. Uh, great guy. Oh, yeah. Great beard. We did. Yeah. So anyway, lads, we haven't talked about the Leafs or the Habs in months. Absolute months. Uh, again, I've sported my Jonathan Rouen Habs jersey today for the occasion. But anyway, let's start off with a quick signing for the Leafs. Um, I think the best way to describe this is some headlines I've seen. The Leafs get another lottery ticket. They signed Alexander Berabonov. I know I didn't Berabonov. I, yeah. I wrote how to like try my handwriting is crap i tried to like write out how to how to say it like you're writing a tv script i couldn't do it but i gotta ask both my leafs guys starting with you daniel what do you think how's it gonna I, go i think it was solid um i don't like how Dubis talking about they've been pursuing this guy for a while now mm-hmm. brought him in and it's just like one of those other like okay for me it's just you know they don't have a first round pick again um Kind of bare bones with the draft picks, like here and there on the top, on like the top, the top rounds. That you know, when you could keep getting these types of guys from the KHL, and you know, I think we talked about it last time. Best case scenario, Ilya Mikhaev. Worst case scenario, well, it's not even that bad. Like Nikita Shoshnikov, <laughs> where you know, it's it's you know, low risk, high reward. Stanley yeah. Cup champion, Nikita Shoshnikov. <laughs> yes, of course. Excuse me. Stanley was great. I liked him when he was here. He was one of those, like, he worked hard when, you know, they're putting all, all these depth guys at the bottom, bottom six. He moved around the top nine. But, you know, it's just when you do these types of signings to KHL, something that Leafs kind of have to do in terms of cap and in terms of, like, high draft picks, um, I like it a lot. Daniel. I mean, Alex. God damn it. Um, the bear, okay, we'll call him. Okay, so are you calling me the bear, or are you calling Bear oh, Man? Oh, bear, because I can't. What's his name? Um, you know, I when this signing bear. for pardon the big blue bear. Oh lord! Um, when this signing first happened, there was a lot of people saying, "Oh, just another small forward." 
He's five foot ten, 192 pounds. And everyone's just complaining about him being a small forward. Oh, you know, this and that. Man, he's literally signed for $925,000. Get over yourself. Literally just get over yourself. It's like complaining. They were calling like, him so stupid. Like he's, he's not that bad. He's not that bad. Well, uh, depends he's on who shorter. you Parted? He's shorter than Marner. No, no, no. I don't think so. Isn't Marner like six foot tall? I have no idea. I think so. Yeah, same height as Patrick Kane, like six feet. Uh, well, Daniel, Patrick, six feet? Daniel he's like 5'11", six feet. Daniel said it perfectly. He's just a lottery ticket. He yeah. really is. Like, he can turn out to be Ilya Mikheyev, or it can turn out to be Nikita Soshnikov. And you can literally, if it doesn't work out, you can just bury him in the minors. Or send exactly. him back to Russia. Mm-hmm. Um, because money doesn't matter to this team. Who was that other defenseman they had? Um, Igor Orzhiganov. Igor Orzhiganov is another one of those. Uh, by the way, Patrick Kane is 5'10". Mitch Marner is a flat six foot. Uh, I, I always forget Patrick Kane's that short. Unfortunately, um, one of the best players ever is Patrick Kane, by the way. Um, we'll move on, though. Uh, t- by the way, talking about shortness, like 5'10", like, calm down. Like, call Caulfield's 5'7". Oh. Talking about the Habs, though, and maybe some signings. Alexander Romanov is based, same as Ilya Shorkin, is <clears throat> basically expected to sign out. Trevor Timmons, Habs assistant GM, came out and gave this big... Um, conference call saying that yeah the guys the guy is coming and as everyone thought his reduced ice time in um, in Russia was basically because it was believed that he had already committed to the Montreal Canadiens and it's very strange even his agent came out and said like he didn't say for sure of course contract talks because the Habs can't actually sign him till May but he said yeah Alex Romanov was a top four defenseman on on his Russian team and they never signed him so the Habs a guy who also expected that he will start in the top six, of course. That's another, you know, third pairing guy, maybe playing with Kale Fleury. Let's go. But hey, the Habs bring in another one of their young pieces who they expect to be um, one of their future core members. Super exciting. Like, again, watching him in the World Juniors. Mm-hmm. Really loved him. Everyone kind of talked about this guy's NHL ready. Already playing in the pros in Russia. Um, I don't know. It's interesting when it's linked to when I look at like those trade trees, like Andrew Shaw <clears throat> with Ooh. Alex Romanoff and then Alex the Brinkat. And always like how that's all connected. Do you want to? No, no, no. You're wrong, actually. Sorry. Oh, to say. I am. So the trade that the Habs. This is really good. This is really good. So the Habs okay, okay. traded Dale Weiss and Thomas Fleischman okay, for, okay. to the Blackhawks for Philippe Deneau. Oh yes, that trade. Yeah, yeah. That became oh, so the Habs got a you know a also a underdog Selkie player who was on their top line and is fantastic, and Alex Romanov for Fleshman and Dale Weiss. I think I was reading that like Weiss is back on Montreal. He's basically like fourth line guy because they've had so many injuries. Yeah, so they only really traded Thomas Fleshman for that. Yeah, Thomas Fleshman. He was a uh, he was a. Did you guys remember when Sergey Gonchar was a Hab? No. But anyway, I, I want to ask you this, Alex, because if there were the two best defensemen at the World Juniors this year, where they're very opposite players when you look at it, you see the pure skill that was Toronto Maple Leafs prospect 
former first um, round pick. I'm stalling because I, I, I'm embarrassed. Sandy, I'm yeah. so sorry. How I, you can tell I haven't been in the hockey mood. That's and then you have the opposite defenseman that's the bigger, more, you know, the shutdown defenseman of Alexander Romanov. Yeah, what's so the what you, um, Basically, now the Habs have brought this guy in, and it was said, but not said. Of course, I said that a few times already, but the guy, they have him now, and that's another young guy that they're adding to the roster for next year. Well, I really hope Mark Bergevin makes other. Um, moves that help the team rather than him just keeping his job. I think, mm-hmm. like, I think that's the simplest thing to say. I feel like, I mean, we can have the same discussion if you want to. We've had um, multiple discussions on the podcast about what Mark Bergevin needs to do, and you've come back at me with this is what Mark Bergevin will do, uh, which are complete opposites. Yeah. Yes. Now it's great to have Romanov. Um, <clears throat> sorry. We know Caulfield's going back to Wisconsin for another year. Like, what? Are, what? What is going on? Me and you have very different opinions. That you want them to get a defenseman, and I've more moved on to the thing that they need. Like the Islanders, I would rather them get a score. It's not that I want them to get. It's not that you. They necessarily need a defenseman right now. I think they can draft a defenseman. I don't think that that's the problem. Uh, I I think you have Cole Caulfield and and you're gonna bring in who, like you're gonna bring in a free agent on a on a how long term contract and then you're gonna bring Cole Caulfield in and then you're gonna have to resign all these guys and then we're gonna be it's gonna be an issue. Whereas, say okay, how about we just suck for a couple more years? Let's just tear down this team. Like we we know it can work, and at the same time we know it cannot work. So it's deciding: okay, are we going to do this properly? Or are we not going to do this properly? You can either turn mm-hmm. out to be the Leafs, which hasn't a hundred percent worked out yet, because they uh, it depends on who you ask, <clears throat> or you can turn out to be the Buffalo Sabers. That long pause tells you all. I know. All you know. <laughs> anyway, though, um, unfortunately, that's all we really have on our big two teams here on the podcast. Um, I could ask Daniel about the Ducks, but of course, we already covered Trevor Zegras in a, a few episodes ago. Guys, I've been I've been teasing you guys on Instagram that I have a solution to the NHL. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. I, I know how we reduce because we're not the shootout's not going anywhere. Absolutely so I have a way where we can make the shootout less likely to happen and put more pressure on the regulation or overtime win. Are you ready to hear this? Okay, so is it a cha- wait because you've been giving awful hints the last two days? Um, yeah. Is it a change to the overtime system or is it a change to the point system? Because you haven't been clear at all. It is – there will be a change to the point system, yeah. but oh, at the three-on-three three overtime itself, there's no change. <clears throat> so it's just a change to the point system. Kind of. It's like the international rules. What do you mean kind of? So I'll, I'll explain now. What does that now. even mean? So first of all, the shootout has a maximum of three rounds. And I know what you're asking me, Adam. What happens when no one scores? Is well, it a here's tie? A, 
We bring back the tie, but oh, I love it. if a team ties, okay. neither team gets a point. Ooh. Wow. Ooh. <laughs> I like it. I didn't think you would. Yeah, yeah I yeah. thought I thought about this. And I'm like, Adam, I think it's kind of <laughs> it's, it's my first like real idea. Because, you know, I love Jeff Merrick yeah. because he has all these crazy ideas. This is the first kind of hockey rule I thought of where I thought, you know what, Adam? I'm gonna I'm gonna give myself a pat on the back for this one. So what do you guys think of bringing back ties? But the condition is yes, three shootout attempts. Okay. If it's a draw there, tie, no one gets anything. I, I to be honest, okay, I, I love the idea of bringing back the tie. I don't know necessarily if I'm the biggest fan of the zero points. Like for me, I look at like my idea off the top straight idea off the top of my head would be okay let's go back to like let's go to what soccer does three points for a win one point for a tie what each point each team sorry gets a point for a tie and zero points for any type of loss mm-hmm. like even if you get to overtime and you lose zero points mm-hmm. but I do like bringing back the tie because I don't mind it mm-hmm. Daniel I don't know. I don't really like the tie. I, Get out of here. I remember watching it before the, the uh, lockout and everything. It just, I don't know. It just kind of, I know it always happens in like soccer or like regular season games, but it just, I don't know. It's just such a letdown for me. You watch, I remember watching this Penguins game with the Leafs and it ended 0 0. You know why teams, why teams tie? Because they don't love why? the fans. They weren't, they, trying. they weren't trying harder. Mary Lemieux didn't love me back yeah, then. Yeah, exactly. You get it. <laughs> well, think about it like this then. Like, you, 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 three on three is already fun, but in the past season we've had, remember earlier in the year when Babcock was line matching? Mm-hmm. You know? Please don't the hab- the hab- For the love the of Habs in the The Habs and the Sense, too, had this such a boring overtime, right? So I, I just think it is a way where, again, this is the condition where the NHL is going to keep the shootout, right? In a perfect world, we just do continuous three-on-three play, right? But I just I, – I really like the idea because, first of all, then we won't have these stupid 18-round shootouts and stuff we've had before where the only funny thing is Merrick Malik going between his legs and roofing it, right? That was cool, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and see, as hockey fans, we think it's cool. But then, like, in the grand scheme of things – a six-foot nobody defenseman scoring to win a game in a skills competition. I don't mean to like down thing, downplay your thing there, Daniel. Like, hey, mm-hmm. I, I love the Merrick Malik stuff, but it, it's like why Steve Dangle hates Wes McCauley. And sorry, why Wes yeah. McCauley is funny that for some reason a ref joking around is the funniest thing in hockey. So I, I just think this this little format here it really puts that much more hustle into a three-on-three. Like, I don't know about you guys, but my, my biggest pet peeve in hockey is when somebody doesn't rush to get off the ice of the line change. Yes. You know, that, Alexander Radulov. I mean, fair enough. I mean, yeah. if, 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 Colorado, if Colorado were tight on their line changes, they might have made it to the third round last year. I know, I know what you're saying, but uh, hey – Ties, zero points. You guys don't get anything. Yeah, I, I didn't think of your point there, Daniel, of um, of, of as a spectator. And of course, um, I love going to hockey games live. And there's been some fun, fun um, 
overtimes that I've witnessed. Shootouts, they suck when you lose, but if you're live in the building and the have beat the least in the shootout, let me tell you, it's hard not to jump for joy when I say it. Um, but hey, that was just a little thing for me. It's never going to happen, but it's it's in the back of my mind, gentlemen. Okay, good so, idea. I like it. I appreciate that. I appreciate it. It came to me at like 2 in the morning when I was playing Animal Crossing. I won't lie to you guys. That's when the best ideas come out. Yeah, I know, right? I was playing Animal Crossing. Yeah. I think I like messaged you guys like playing Resident Evil 4. I'm like, yeah, it's the nostalgia guys. Mm-hmm. Like I every every night I'll like think of like I have like four different notepads or I have different stuff for the show and just kinda put put away. We were talking about this um, a little bit earlier that the quarantine is the best thing that's kinda happened to the show. Yes. Because we've we've been able to reintroduce Daniel as a regular to the to the listeners and all that. I've really enjoyed Bizarre Adventures. I mean, the more we record, the better we get, right? Um, like, I still haven't re-listened to our first episode because I'm too scared to. But, uh, yeah. Uh, before we do get to our draft, though, there's one shout I want to give, guys. Um, this year at school, at good old Ryerson Journalism, I've had the pleasure of getting to know a lot more people. Um, but one of them is a fellow Habs fan. His name is Will Baldwin. And I believe his Twitter handle is Will Baldwin. I'm going to get it up just to be just to be safe here. Um, anyway, so the eye opener, of course, announced their new editors and everything for next uh, year. And Will Baldwin was the sports editor for the eye opener. And I want to give a big congratulations to Will. Let me just try and find his. Uh, I want to get his 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 Twitter here. It's. Will Baldwin, hold on, Will Baldwin, sorry, it's at Baldwin31, B-A-L-D-W-I-N-31. I'll put it on the screen. I'm assuming the 31 is Carey Price 31 because he's a big fan. That's Jeff Hackett, I think. Hmm? Jeff Hackett. No, Carey Price. (laughs) Anyway, though, um, Will's a guy, I don't know him very well, but, you know, I've, I've talked to him a lot about the Habs, obviously, and that. Um, And above all else, you know, He's a really, really nice guy. Really funny, too. So, um, yeah, congratulations again to Will. Uh, I, you know, keep doing your thing, Will. Out of book. Anyway, though, lads, we shall move on to the main event of the podcast. Oh, I'm so, so excited. Listeners, we're going to do our own little fantasy draft rankings for the 2020 NHL draft. We don't know when that's going to happen, but anyway. Um me and the guy, well, I think Alex, you were the one who did this draft. You did the draft lottery, right? Yeah, I did on tankathon.com. Mm-hmm. And Love we, the name, by the way. I know. <laughs> so, Alex, why don't you read the order that we ended up getting for the draft, and then we can get into this. Okay. So, with the first overall pick, should I go 15 to 1? I changed my mind. Okay. okay, whatever yeah. you want, man. I'll make you 15th yeah. uh, 15th overall, Columbus. Bah. Didn't Montreal of this... Didn't move. 14th overall, the Florida Panthers. The biggest disappointment in hockey. They didn't move either. The, with the 13th overall pick goes to the New York Rangers. The 12th overall pick goes to the Winnipeg Jets. That's tough. Yeah. The 11th overall pick goes to the best team to never make the playoffs, the Minnesota Wild. <laughs> you, you know, <laughs> Alex, I know how much work this would be. Can, you know the um 
that music. What's what's that game show where um they oh god what what is it? Terry Crews hosted it for a bit. Family Feud. No, not no. That's that's Steve Harvey. Did he not host Family Feud for a little bit? <laughs> no. No, Steve Harvey does Family Feud. No, I know Steve Harvey does Family Feud. I know that. Hold on. I'm sorry, to, but like, there's a certain thing of music that you should play over this. Um, I have the Fox NHL, that Fox NFL draft music. I like it. Sorry, go on. So you said Minnesota With the was the eleventh overall, pick. the tenth overall pick, the Arizona Coyotes. But that pick has been traded to the New Jersey Devils for Taylor Hall. Mm-hmm. And this is where the fun begins. No, it's not. Dropping down one spot. This is Montreal great. Montreal Canadiens. You did this till they moved out. Ninth overall. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I did it once. Uh, with the eighth overall pick, the Buffalo Sabres moved down one spot. You, you want to know how funny that this is, that the Sabres are eighth and Montreal are ninth? The year the Habs drafted Sergachev and the Sabres drafted Alex Nylander, Buffalo was eighth, Montreal was ninth. So both teams haven't gone anywhere. Continue, please. With the seventh overall pick, moving down one spot, the New Jersey Devils with their own pick. With the sixth overall pick, moving down one spot, Daniel's favorite team, the Anaheim Ducks. With the fifth, yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> with the fifth overall pick, dropping down one spot again, the Los Angeles Kings. Ooh, <laughs> and this is where it gets fun. With the fourth overall pick in the 2020 NHL Draft, the San Jose Sharks. Jokes on you, they don't have their own pick. That is going to the Ottawa Senators. I like that build up. The third overall pick, the most NHL thing to ever happen. Moving up six spots is the Chicago Blackhawks. Where's Brian Burke when you need him to yell about how dumb I is? With the second overall pick, sadly moving down one spot, the Detroit Red a lottery should be three teams, four teams, five teams max. Ridiculous. And with you the, know how much work I had to use. <laughs> you know, he almost drafted Sidney Crosby, okay? Did you know that he drafted <laughs> Morgan freaking Island? Yeah. And, the, and did you mention the Sedin twins? And the Sedins, damn it. Uh, apparently, um, he didn't want to get Bobby Ryan second with the Mighty Ducks. Apparently he was a colleague for like Jack Johnson, but like his uh, scouts were like, "No, take Bobby Ryan." Yeah. With the first overall pick, the team that deserves it the least because their owner absolutely sucks, the Ottawa Senators. <laughs> okay, so here's what we're gonna do. Um, can I go first? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, so it's going to be me who Hold wants on. to... Pardon? Is, is that we're going through yeah. first. Each Just pick. to explain, we're playing... Yeah, I am. Yes, I'm getting, yeah. I'm getting there. I'm getting yeah. there. No, no. I'm, 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 I'll shut up. I'll shut up. <laughs> Wait, we're going 15 to 1 or 1 to 15? No, 1 to 15. Okay. 
Just, I'm going to go play Animal Crossing, you know what? We're going 1 to 15. We're all going to say okay. our first overall pick, then our second overall pick, third, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Because going 1 okay. to 15, each of us is just is going to get boring. Okay. Last year, number yeah. one. What a surprise. Number one. The Ottawa Senators select... Alexis Lafreniere from Ramuski Oceanic of the QMJHL. Can I be honest? I think this was the most obvious pick in the draft. Uh, I think so too. I don't know, guys. So I, I don't know. Actually, no, I might I might throw a wrench in that. I don't know, guys. <laughs> Dylan Holloway really had me going. <laughs> he had 52. Uh, in yeah. 52 games, he had 112 points. That's stupid how good he is. I think. It's obvious. Like, he's playing his first year. Like, that's just... He has to. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's first over. It's not a question. Undisputed. I don't have, let, me, let me read you what, what um, Sam Cosentino said. Draft guru. Okay. Quote, this is from his, uh, his April article for the draft rankings. Here's a certainty amidst all the uncertainty in the world today. Alexis will be the first player off the board. Oh, for sure. So we all have Alexis Lafreniere, correct? Uh, yeah. I have Yaroslav Askarov uh, first overall. Bastard. You know, I'll see. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I just want to see a goalie in like the top five again, like one one day. You know, I don't want Sidney Crosby. I mean, that's really of Carey Price to be the last one. But first of all, he's uh, pissed off. Yes, it should be Carey. Second of all, how dare you get that scrub? Scrub Sidney Crosby. Well, I'm talking about goalies. It was by I was thinking of 05. The man, the myth, the goddamn legend. Harry <laughs> Price. Why would he you say fish. this? He was mowing his lawn when he got his contract extension. You know that? Know. Small tidbit, but I think Askarov's going to be better than Spencer Knight. But, like, okay, we'll, we'll keep going. Sorry. For the, I just thought of the goalies. I had to say Askarov in the Adam. Okay, so we all picked Alexis Lafreniere. Yeah. Okay. Iceberg, Daniel. <laughs> Titanic. I, I had a Brian Brick moment. I'm like, I'm going to take Askarov first overall. But my scouts are like, don't do it. <laughs> okay. So hey, this, God, is, this, no. is, this is the – I think an interesting pick for me. And I think Adam picked the same person because we had this discussion before Daniel came on with the second overall pick, the Detroit Red Wings will select Tim Stutzel from Mannheim Mm -hmm. in the DEL. And I'll tell you why now. Yeah. He played 41 games, only got 34 points, but he's playing with men. Okay. I just want to point that out. Um, he's under contract till twenty one twenty two, and 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 I know that sounds problematic, but I think that would be good for Detroit. You know, he could jump in to the NHL in two years, you know, just as the rest of their prospects are progressing too, right? Like, yes, Philip Zadina is coming next year. Um, who else? Who who's the other guy I'm missing? There's Joe a bunch, right, Joe. Like, there's a bunch of guys that they Michael have. Rasmussen. Right, like, there's a bunch of guys they have in their in their AHL team right now who, in two years, will be jumping up to the NHL. And I think at that point, if you bring in Tim Stutzel, I don't see that as an issue. Whereas, there's other players who I could have picked second overall, or one other player in particular, who could have been picked second overall, and you know, could potentially make the jump next year 
which I don't see how that would make sense for Detroit considering they are going to suck. Yeah. Um, yeah. For me, oh, sorry. Can I oh, say my second overall? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I, I, I would have picked Quentin Byfield here. Yeah. To be honest, um, you know, solid Canadian rule junior guy. Um, and also, like, I, I see a first line center potential with him. Okay. To be honest, like, I know they have Dylan Larkin. They have Michael Rasmussen coming up, but I don't see those guys as franchise, like centers. But it just—it's a guy that I—I I kind of see there in Detroit. There, he kind of fills that middle for them. Like, even if he doesn't become like that clear-cut bona fide number one guy, it's still like more center depth for them. Right. Mm. Larkin, Larkin, I feel is not a terrible one-two to have there. It's no. not. Oh, uh, I also had to. <laughs> I. So I had Tim Stutzel second. I won't lie. I had Byfield second until last night. And I was like, you know what? Let's have some fun. Yeah. Uh, just there has been – this is all from Cosentino's article. By the way, for those of you who don't know, Sam Cosentino was basically the Bob McKenzie of the draft, just so everyone knows. Uh, his word is gospel. So, And he said that there's been a lot of talk about Stutzel probably going over Byfield. Um, Byfield, again, is in that rough position where I believe this was his first World Junior, so he didn't really – he was more of a fourth-line guy, seeing that uh, Lafreniere was last year. And so he didn't really get the spotlight. And unfortunately, I, he didn't really get a chance, with, I believe he plays for Sudbury, yes. To, yes, to really get that showing of a deep playoff run. So I think that might hurt his stock a bit. But that being said, um, you can make a point that these first three guys, maybe if you want to include, spoiler alert, I have Marco Rossi fourth. What? Um, maybe you could make an argument all these guys, what? Oh, no, okay. Okay, that's not how I, I fixed for it. Most of these guys could be first overall picks in a lot of other yeah. drafts, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, just to point out, yeah, I also have Stutzel uh, third. So, I'm so assuming... I, no, yeah, Alex, Stutzel second. Second, sorry. And I'm guessing, Alex, do both of us have Byfield third? Yes. Alex, sure. who's your third overall pick? Quentin Byfield. Sorry, Daniel. 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 Oh, for my third pick? Yeah, sorry. I keep putting it Um, I don't know. Because, like, I thought, like, clear-cut Tim Stutzel if we just went by the talent. All right. But I'm just kind of thinking, like, what is Chicago going to do if they have to kind of wait for this guy? Because, like, by the time he comes in, like, Taves is going to be, like, 33, 34. Yeah. Uh, Duncan Keith is, like, 38. <laughs> They kept Corey Crawford, he's like 37, and I don't mm -hmm. know if they're going to be like, you know, they're going to be building or they're going to be in that transition type well, of mode. So like who their GM is. Yeah, so like if they take that long-term approach and they don't want to tear it down like Tim Stutzel, but if they want to go on something I think they want to keep building on, it's going to be either like Lucas Raymond or Jamie Drysdale. Okay. Okay, I, I like that. That's interesting. I put Quinton Byfield, and I think, uh, you know, 82 points, 45 games. Um, and, and I really think he's another guy out of the, the three, the first three guys that I talked about. I think next year, I think you could potentially see, I mean, he's not because he's under contract, but he could make that jump to the NHL if he wasn't under contract. Mm -hmm. But with Byfield, because he can make the jump, I think that's another interesting piece to put in to um, to put in to Chicago simply because you know th that's at what the point I think uh, 
that's the point they're at now where, okay, they have Taze, they have Kane, they have these guys who essentially they're building around. Whereas, okay, mm-hmm. let's throw Quinton Byfield in. Who did they have? Who did they bring up this year? Uh, Kirby Doc, who they had drafted last year, or right last year or two years ago? Uh, last year. That's kind of something, too, that I thought of that it's just something Chicago's going to do again where they don't have the cap to kind of like bring in a lot of depth guys, so they're going to keep using their pro- – like I don't think he should have been in the NHL this year. Right. I think he could have used – I don't think it's going to stunt his growth, NHL development necessarily, but I think going back and even just dominating in uh, – he was came out of the WHL. Mm-hmm. Could potentially could have been good for him. Like I just kind of felt like, okay, I'm gonna use the World Juniors example again, but he should have been sent down. Like the way where Chicago was in December, I'm like they don't they didn't really need him. Right. Yeah. In I terms of the right, that. like the standings. I could see that. Okay, so we've all given our third overall pick. So, uh, uh, just one note on Chicago, I wanted to say, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they did take skews and take that long term approach because. Yeah, we talk about Tatum case where there'll be, but we also gotta remember in a few years where will, how much better will Adam Buckfist be? Great first name. Uh, again, you say Kirby Doc. They'll still have good old um, Alex the Brinkett, Alex the Brinkett, Dylan Strom, and there's Alex a Nylander. yeah, there's Dominic also, Kubalik, Dominic Kubalik, and there's also a young defenseman they drafted out of the queue last year whose name escapes me but the Habs were very very high on him uh, but they stole him those bastards um, anyway though I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if they took him anyway uh, but shall we move on to fourth overall where yes. I want to talk about this because I have Marco Rossi I do not have Marco Rossi I have Why? I because I have Jamie Drysdale right handed defenseman absolute superstar he is, you know, you look at their Ottawa's defense uh, prospect. Obviously, you have uh, Lassie Thompson. You have Eric Brandstrom. I mean, Thomas Shabbat is still on his entry-level contract. I think that's a great piece to add third overall, uh, to add, sorry, fourth overall. And he happens to be right-handed, where a lot, like Lassie Thompson, uh, I believe, He's right-handed, but Shabbat left-handed. Branstrom left-handed. Like I think that's that's pretty solid. It, it, it's a solid team for them, and they already they already have. You know, you're now adding Alexis Lafreniere. You still have all the guy. You still have all the guys you have on your team right now. Uh, who else do they not have up? The names aren't coming to me. But, you know, Drake Alex Bath- Formington. Alex Formington, Drake Batherson, Josh Norris. I, I mean, the, the list goes on and on on the forward prospects they have. Is offense some necessarily something they're going to be targeting with the first overall pick? Damn right they will be. But I think Jamie Drysdale is... I mean, from what I've read, and I and then I end up going on YouTube and watching him play, this guy looks like an absolute beast. Mm-hmm. Daniel, before I defend Marco Rossi. Um, to be honest, I kind of agree. If they're taking a forward first overall, you're going to go with Jamie Drysdale. Like, in the event Chicago doesn't take him third and they go with Stutzel or Lucas Raymond or 
Marco Rossi, depending. Um, I think, yeah, Jamie Drysdale. They're going to go with that. Mm-hmm. So the reason I put Drysdale a spot later, and I, trust me, I love J- Jamie Drysdale. Remember that wicked goal he had in the World Juniors when he yeah. came in because uh, Bowen Byron was sick or something. Um, plus Drysdale. What a sick name. I know. That is pretty nice. <laughs> like Seabrook the racing but, horse. But anyway. But it's not as good as McTaggart. No, not Santiago McTaggart <laughs> out of a Anyway, though, um, the reason I put Marco Rossi here is I look at – I do look at Ottawa's defense and I say, all right, yeah, you got Lassie, the Finnish wonder. You got Shabbat, who is, in my opinion, a top-pairing Canadian defenseman. And, of course, Branstrom. So, and I, I look at, yes, Lafreniere is a fantastic winger, and you've got Kachuk, who's also a good little winger. But then I look at their center – depth and I know there has been questions about whether Rossi can get it center but I, I look at the fact that he has played it again as an Ottawa 67 you all love that he's a smart player and I just if it's me I, I say you want to make sure you have your great defenseman your puck movers which the Sens already have in the system and I look I would you need to have a great centerman in the pipeline for right. the future and that's why I, if I'm them I would take Marco Rossi okay so, uh, number five is where Wait, I had James. Who did Jackson. Daniel take fourth overall? Yeah, sorry, buddy. Yeah. Oh, me? Um, what did I say? So, I, so Lafreniere, uh, Quentin Byfield. Um, I had like a toss up at third between Lucas Raymond and Jamie Drysdale, but I'll go with Jamie Drysdale at third. Okay. So, I guess Lucas Raymond falls at fourth. Okay. You're going to put really Lucas. I have Raymond in. I have Raymond at six, but you're, that's oh, interesting man. because Raymond has been somebody who it feels like everyone's been singing this. I remember early in the year he was top five. Um, uh, there was talk. I remember Constantino said at the start of the year that if anyone was going to challenge that for a year, it was going to be some of the guys in Sweden. I think. Yeah, Holtz Holtz and Raymond. And and Raymond were one of them. So, and oh. for a lot of people was falling. So you're saying you have Raymond. Where, sorry? Oh, sorry. I, small mistake. So when we talk about Tim Stutzel, I'd actually have him fourth. Okay. And then Lucas Raymond fifth. My apologies. All right. That's, that's fine. That's fine. Okay. Because uh, I'm thinking of the whole Chicago thing. They don't want to wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Fair enough. Sorry, Daniel. Uh, okay. So you – so f- we're going on to fifth now, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So yeah, I have Drysdale at fifth. Yeah, he's not – I don't think he's going much farther than that. He, here's like – um, here's Gooley and like Sanderson, and then there's Drysdale. Yeah. So uh, it's that easy. Yeah. Alice. Daniel. Oh, my fifth is Lucas Raymond. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, my <laughs> fit. My fifth overall pick is Marco Rossi. Hey, Marco. A hundred and twenty points in fifty-six games in the OHL. Um, you know, he's, he, you said he had issues playing there. There might be issues with him playing center. I mean, from what I've read, he had his, has a good hockey IQ, which is as a center, I think extremely important. We talk mm-hmm. about the center usually being that two way type of guy. Um, you know, uh, my guess is he's probably going to go back to the OHL next year because that's his only option. Like I don't know if he necessarily makes the team out of 
fifth would be LA, so I don't know if he necessarily makes the team out of camp. And, you know, it's quite stupid that they can't go to the AHL, so I guess he's going back to the OHL. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Um, are we good for fifth, though? Go to sixth now. Yes. Okay, go to sixth. Yeah, yeah, this is where I have Lucas Raymond, by the way. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's to Anaheim, because I really like – wouldn't you love that, Lucas Raymond, Anaheim Ducks? Yeah. Um, you tell me, who do you have at six? Me? Oh, me or Alex? Uh, either or. I love both of you equally. Okay. Um, I have Alexander Holtz. Okay. Um, oh, goal. It's funny to – huh? Goals, goals, goals. Yes. Also, like, you know, Swedish guy, you know, the Ducks always try to take those type of picks. Uh, they love their Swedes. Big body guy kind of compliments what they already have gotten in the past drafts, like Isaac Lundestrom, Trevor Zegras. Um, it's the kind of guy where, you know, he's either going to play right away or the Ducks are just going to be patient with him. Let him play in the World Juniors. Let him play in Sweden. I have Cole Perfetti. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Six overall, 111 points, 61 games played. Um, I, when I well, just looking straight at the stats, obviously you look. There's kind of a comparison, uh, a similar comparison to him and Marco Rossi. Uh, they're both centermen. Uh, both of them had that playmaking ability with the hockey IQ, and I think for Anaheim, it it really is adding to the cupboards. You have uh, Trevor Zegras, you have Isaac Lundstrom, you have Maxime Comtois, and I think the list goes on. Um, I think this is just another guy to add to that stacked cupboard that Anaheim has. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, seventh. Who do you guys got there, Daniel? Um, I have. This is where I got Marco Rossi. All right. So yeah, same thing that we kind of talked about before. Uh, great score. He could play center. It, it reminds me of like okay, it reminds me of like Pierre Luc Dubois, like not by the size or the style of play, but more of like let's see if we could play him at center, kind mm-hmm. of thing. Like you take that flyer on him, and I think that's what the Devils are gonna do. Like they already have Jack Hughes, but they already have like Nico Hishier. But you know, I know like throughout the season they put Hishier on like the wing, and they saw how that kind of worked. Um, to be honest, like it just adds more depth down the middle for them. I know that the way you kind of saw how they played this year, it was pretty disastrous. But, you know, I don't trust those two young guys kind of right now going like, this is my future. And if we can move them here and there around the wing, like, I don't think you could kind of say like, okay, that's my set in stone centers for the future. Mm -hmm. So just again, keep adding to it. It's like kind of an insurance policy, like especially out of the top five. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think I don't know if Adam has his name here or has his name a little bit later, <clears throat> but at seventh overall, I have Jake Sanderson. Um, I have him a little later, yeah. I well, I think you know you look at what New Jersey was looking for. I think he's better than Kate. Like the draft boards I was looking at had them. It was weird because they had Jake Sanderson kind of all over the place. Some of them had him higher. Some of them had them lower. But I, I look at Caden, uh, Caden Gooley, who I have drafted uh, later on in the draft. I think this pick makes more sense for New Jersey. Um, he's 
you know, he they're looking for D. What was the one thing that we got out of the Taylor Hall trade? Is that is that um, New Jersey wanted defensive prospects? Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know this in part this part this player in particular it might be a couple of years you know he's going to North Dakota next year but I think he could be a solid uh, addition for their team fair enough uh, I have Alexander Holtz actually uh, just because at this point of the draft I started asking myself the question is it better to draft for position or do we go to a point where it's the best player available? If Alex Holtz, I see that apparently the, apparently the belief is, um, that's a quick disclaimer, by the way, all the sort of stuff that I found, I want to give credit to Cosentino, of course, Elite Prospects, Hockey DB, um, Dauber Hockey is a lot of the stuff I found in my scouting reports and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and the belief of Alex Holtz is he's going to be a goal scorer, and I don't think that's the type of player you can pass on. Also, I just have I love right wingers. I don't know what it is. I just love them. And Holtz is a guy I wish somehow he could fall to Montreal. But uh, yeah, uh, number eight. This is where I have Cole Perfetti because I look at it and I'm like, all right, this is also a guy I wish the Habs could get, but I don't think he'd go any fall the ninth if it happened. Um, and above all else, like there's always these guys are always skilled up there. He's got some good character about him. Above all else. And what do you need in Buffalo? Hopefully some different culture besides the different... Like, he's going to be a great player. That's not a doubt. But I, I just think... And I don't want, like, character to be, you know, the only thing while you draft him. But, I mean, it, it's really Buffalo. They could take any player out of this draft. And, I'm like, is that going to really change anything? <laughs> Get a young kid with a good attitude. And hopefully in a year or two you got yourselves figured out with Jack Eichel. And maybe this kid can help around that. What about you guys? Uh, Alex, you want to go first? Or you want me to go? Oh, I can go. Eighth overall, I have Alexander Holtz. Um, he won't be here for a few years because um, he signed in SHL, and I can't even pronounce that name. Yeah, I tried Jew- to as well. Jew Gardens? That, the Jew Gar- that was close enough. Um, we apologize goal- for our Swedish translations. Yeah, he's a goal scorer. Uh, it for me it was a toss up with these two guys uh, between Hit Holtz and Raymond because uh, Raymond's going to be drafted right after uh, Holtz. But I think obviously you said it like goals, goals, goals. Like this is the guy. It just seems like Buffalo is going to take because mm-hmm. who doesn't like goal scoring? Exactly. I like it. All right, awesome. All right, um, I'm happy to announce this one. So, you know, checking the Sabres' prospects and everything, seeing where they struggled this year and what they really, really need. Um, you know, they have a lot of forwards already. Okay. Uh, they have a lot of defensemen already. <laughs> I know he's been dying so to I'd, say this. I'd, yes, I'll take Slav Askarov, eighth overall here. And this is why. So... Two things. I don't trust any of their goaltenders right now in the NHL. Okay. At, That's at all. And I don't trust them either. Yeah. The last two years coming into this draft, like their number one prospect was Uko Pekka Lukunen. Yeah. You know, he dominated in the real juniors. But this is a guy that you're looking at, you know, his save percentage on the Rochester Americans was a point eight seven four. Oh, this year, and he's currently like before the season uh, was suspended, he's in the ECHL. Um, 
So, you know, huge risk, but I'll take the goaltender here. They have never had a goalie for the future since really Ryan Miller. It has been a while. Or even Dominic Hasek, if you want to go that further back. But, you know, I'm not comparing him to Dominic Hasek, but I'm just saying, like, the history of the Sabres goaltending luck. Yeah. So I'll pick the guy here. You know, Buffalo still has a lot of things to figure out. This guy's not going to come in right away. He's going to be in the KHL for a while. Also, he's a goalie, you know. You never really know, but, you know, I'll pick him here. Fair enough. Ninth, who you got, Alex? Uh, Lucas Raymond. All right. Frolunda. I would be very okay. Two, two uh, way, good two, well, he's a good two-way player. And I think it's just, again, adding to the forward prospects that Montreal already has. I like it. Daniel. I have Anton Lundell going to Montreal. Oh, I hate you. I hate you. I didn't even put no. anything on my list. No. Sorry, give your – I apologize, Daniel. Give your reasoning why a guy with third-line center ceiling is going to be Montreal selection. Yeah, that's right. I said it. Really? You think that? I don't know. Just we don't we don't we don't know what we have in him yet. Like our Dahab's gonna might have in him yet. Like you yeah. know he's had the international experience. He's been in a lot of leagues. You know he might he might surprise, but I think he's a solid guy. I think Montreal would take care. Wasn't there injury issues? There were. It's like I don't know. Like we're best case scenario. I, I keep using this 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 episode. Best case scenario, you take an injured guy and you get like a Morgan Riley out of it. Worst case scenario, you get a Brett Conley. Who went six to two thousand and ten, and you know it's, he still still became solid. Stanley Cup champion, right? Stanley yeah, Stanley Cup champion, and then got you paid wanna, in Florida. You want to know where I put Lundell? Where? I, I put him seventeen. Oh, I you <laughs> went that far? I didn't even get that far. I just saw I saw the, the safe pick thirty nine center. No, I don't get the hell out of here. Um. I actually have Jack Quinn. Okay. Because uh, the word of him is apparently he's gotten a lot of attention and he's handled it, handled it very, very well. Yeah. And he got 50 goal thing with the Ottawa 67s. And I think something that we got to remember when it comes to these prospects, if you have the confidence to deal with a lot of attention at this age, it's something that I admire a lot and I think you need if you're going to play in a market like Montreal. Yeah. So... I really like Jack Quinn, and that's why I would uh, also a safe two-way guy apparently for a nice um yeah for a nice rounded out game. So I have a right wing Jack Quinn. You know, ninth finished, overall. You know, he finished second in uh, goals. I'm Did just, he? Yeah. Oh, shut up! Let me guess. Yeah, Nick uh, Robinson. I don't know who finished in front of him. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Fun fact: Nick Robinson is half Filipino. Uh, is he? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, sh- would he be the first Filipino to play in the league? No, his no I'm Matt Dumba. Oh, how about his brother, Jason? I don't know. Where's Jason right now? Dallas. Isn't he? He played oh. one game. No, he's he, – he plays for Dallas. He played one game, oh. I think, this year. Oh, okay. so um, – You're saying Dumba's? Matt, yeah, Matt Dumba is half Filipino, half Romanian. That's cool. Hey, out of boy Dumba. Uh, a little overrated is Dumba, in my opinion, by the way. Overrated? Uh, yeah, oh. yeah. I I think he's great. He's um, underrated. I, <laughs> oh Lord, Daniel's just trying. Daniel's trying to start a war this episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Daniel, are you gonna try and tell me that Dylan Holloway should go tenth? Because you know who I think should go tenth. 
And this is this is only because if New Jersey get that tenth pick, because I remember the conditions on. I think it's only it's lottery protected as that Arizona pick, right? It's a bunch of crazy stuff. Like Taylor, it's also like dependent on if Taylor Hall resigns or something. And then there's another condition with like the second round pick. I don't know, like it or becomes a first. So if this goes as it is, I think the this it's only if this team has this pick. I think the Devils would be fools not to take Azrakov. That yeah. goal. Yes. By the way, yeah, for some context here for the listeners, well, if you're still listening to a draft preview, you have to be hardcore. But just in case, Azrakov is a very highly touted goalie, far and away the best in this draft. But the problem with him is, A, he's a goalie, so there's always hesitation to take him in the first round. And, B, he's still under contract in Russia for a few years now. The important thing is there that Valtteri Putkolzin in the last draft, or the 2019 draft, clearly fell the attempt to Vancouver. He had top five skills and all that, but it was just his contract scenario is what made him drop. So I, I'm not going to lie. Originally, I had him around 15, 16, just because those factors you know went into my mind. But if the Devils have have that pick i think they'd be fools not to take him at uh 10 okay. yeah so i have askarov at uh 10 as well uh the condition on the arizona pick is if arizona's first round selection in the 2020 draft is in the top three the devils will receive the coyotes first round pick in 2021 all right okay. so Thank unless you. it's top three they are drafting the mm-hmm. arizona's pick Daniel, who okay. you have a 10th? Since Askarov uh, already went to Buffalo for me in 8th, um, I was going to say, depending on where New Jersey is right now, but I think they're those type of teams that they're kind of on the fly going, like where we could put adjustments here and there. So I would take Braden Schneider here. All right. Um, great player, a lot of size. I know I sound like Brian Burke right now. A lot of size, but this guy's a scorer. He's played in the Super Series. He's played in WHL. He played at the Helinka Gretzky Cup. Um, it's the kind of guy that, you know, he, he just keeps getting better every year. He puts up the number. He puts up the... I know that he had a bit of penalty trouble uh, two years ago, but I think it's, it's gotten a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, one of those guys that I think they want to see where he kind of goes and if he signs right away, because I had Jake Sanderson here, but... The fact that he's committed to North Dakota, I'd put him a bit lower. Fair enough. Alex? I, I have Askarov. Same reason like- as you. Out of yeah. 11? Or, Wait, sir, I or, have him at... So you have, it at, have him at 10. I have him at 10 yeah. as well. Okay, all right. Um, okay, and then might as well, Alex, who do you have for 11 then? Uh, Jack Quinn. Jack Quinn. Uh, Great he, 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 I mean, you said it. He had a. I think this year was really his breakout year, uh, in in the OHL for Ottawa, and you know, there's a lot of talks. There was a lot of talk at the beginning of the year at you know his trading over the summer, mm-hmm. and you know it really showed at the beginning of the season. He had 89 points. Uh, in 62 games, I think you know him going back to the O uh, the OHL next year is really going to help him, and he's probably going to grow again. So mm-hmm. I think it's uh, it's a big pick for 11 Minnesota. All right, old Daniel. <laughs> okay, I have Connor Zeri going to the Wild. Um, that sounds like a Minnesota player. 
Yeah. yeah. 86 <laughs> points, 57 games, had 651 penalty minutes. Um, paid for the WHL All-Stars. Uh, it's the kind of guy where I think the Wild really needs someone like this. They don't have... I mean, they have to just get young everywhere, but I think especially at center, they need that right now. Mm-hmm. You know, Mika Koivu is still holding the fort. Yeah. Um, I actually... I have Zaria at 11 as well. Uh, he's been... Apparently, the worry on him is he's consistent. And um, that's that the worry? is something... That's that's worry. Zari. Yeah, Connor Zari. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Zari? Okay, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Zari? I thought you said worry. Uh, sorry. My bad. No, no. And at 12, I have... Listen, Winnipeg, if anything, I think I think we need stable D-men. And apparently this guy is that kind of smart, complimentary defenseman. And that's where I have uh, Caden Gooley. Okay. Fellas, we got 12. Um, I actually have – I don't know if you have this guy on the list. He probably fell um, simply because he was injured. But I think this is the guy that is injured and you take the chance on is – uh, Hendrix Lapierre. He only played 19 games. He played in the queue. Uh, only played 19 games. Had 17 points. And he plays center. Um, you know, you look at the, the Jet center depth. Blake Wheeler isn't getting any younger. Uh... I, that's pretty much anyone I get. Like Mark Scheifele, it's Mark Scheifele. That's is there like yes, Jack Roslevic obviously too, but we've Adam their third liner. Yeah, but you want some big like this guy seems like he can he can fill a top six spot, and I think they take a chance on Hendrix Lapierre. They've needed a center for a while now. Those stupid that that dumb Hayes deal. This um the um. Stasny. Uh, Stasny, yeah. Um, yeah. Thirteen. This is where I have uh Sanderson. Thirteen. Uh, I have Connor okay. Zari. Zari, mm-hmm. however you say it. Oh, sorry, I didn't say my twelfth pick. Oh, oh yes. my goodness. Oh, sorry, sorry, Come sorry, on, sorry. Adam. No problem. Um, I have Maverick Bork, one of the best names in the draft. Oh, yeah. a bud, a bud. Um, I like him a lot. Um, helps with the Jets depth and center again. He could go to the wing. Um, seventy-one points, forty-nine games, in the queue. Uh, played in the Super Series. Um, he's played in a lot of leagues. So played a lot of international tournaments as well. So I like the guy. All right, all right. Then Daniel, since I skipped over you there, um, who did you have? Crap. I'm so there's so much here. Okay, who did you have thirteen? I had Sanders. Yeah. Okay, I have Caden Gooley going there. Uh, we've said a lot about him. Six foot three, forty points, sixty four games, fifty seven penalty minutes. Uh, also played at the Helinka Gretzky Cup, so I like the guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex. Thirteen. I have Connor Zari. Zari. Apologies, I don't know how to say his last name. Um, I, I look at what we were being told about the Rangers. Uh, you know, they, when they were looking at trading Chris Kreider, they wanted forward prospects. They want they didn't want no D prospects. Um, and you know, they also made that trade early. Uh, I think it was deadline day, bringing in Julian Gauthier from the Carolina yeah. Hurricanes. So I think bringing in this guy, you know, he can play the wing. He can play down the middle. I think this guy is 
pretty much what they need. All right, um, Daniel, I did ask you this time. I remembered. Um, okay. Alex, why don't you give me who you have 14th? Uh, Dylan Holloway. Why? Strong two-way player. Who's Who did I put 14? Florida. I think at this point they just need anything. You know, you're 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 trading. You just got rid of Vincent Trocheck. Yes. Well, they they do have some uh, center prospects with um, uh, Henrik Borgström. Yeah. I don't remember if Alexi Hipilniemi plays center or wing, but I know Borgström is a center prospect for sure. But hey, well, no he thing. also plays the wing, right? Dylan Holloway also plays the left side. So strong two. You you can't go wrong with a strong two way guy. Who can play mm-hmm. down the middle and down the wing? All right, Danny boy. Okay, I am going to take same thing. Dylan Holloway. Um, Florida needs a bit of everything. Um, go for the guy that you know he's playing at University of Wisconsin right now, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, it's just kind of guy that either he signs now or they kind of wait for him to kind of do a bit of his education and then he comes in because like, I think Florida isn't a super like you know picking here you're not going to brush the guy education education yes <laughs> yeah um funny I think this is the first time since laughing year we've all agreed I also have Dylan Holloway at 14 uh, but in my notes I say who cares Cole Caulfield because he's going to be I'm assuming if he continue, if he does play because I think you said he plays wing as well Alex, if he plays center He's, or even if he's on left wing, I'm sorry, I don't remember which one you said. He'll probably be playing with Cole Caulfield, I'm assuming, next year, so that would be good for both of them. Yeah, um, yeah he'll probably go back to school. Um, so, yeah, by the way, Dylan Holloway. Um, do you guys remember a player by the name of Bud Holloway? Absolutely yes. not. Yes. I don't think they're related, but what do you remember about Bud Holloway, Daniel? I like his first name. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> He was, uh, he was the captain of Montreal's AHL team back then. He only got like a few NHL games and uh, just a good guy. Uh, didn't I remember that story, yeah, like when he was being called up. Yeah, he was uh, one of those super nice guys. I always, I can always find him in NHL um, in 20 in like the, um, in the free agency. And whenever I see him, I bring him back and uh, I just, I put him in the, <laughs> on, the AHL. On the fourth line. No, no, no. In the, no, he's good enough to play in the top six AHL, but oh. like. Him and for some reason Jake Evans never grows, even though he's Nelly Jailer now. So I always have like my center depth is Bud Holloway, um, Jake Evans, and like whoever whatever prospects I'm trying to develop there. Anyway, to finish off my guys, 15th I have Dawson Mercer. He's apparently a very happy player. He's very efficient. So I just wrote down in my notes he's like Brandon Gallagher. Okay. I, I don't have that much more to say about Dawson. Mercer. At 15. For the Columbus Blue Jackets, I have Caden Gooley. Mm-hmm. Um, he's big. Daniel mentioned it earlier. Earlier, I think you said he was six foot three, and surprisingly a good skater. Don't see that a whole lot. Uh, obviously, two way, two way guy. Uh, can you just like you're telling me that this doesn't just sound like a John Tortorella type guy? Big guy who can skate and just lay people out. Well, that's what I'm saying, Brooksy. Right? He's a good player. Just sounds like a John Tortorella type of And he mm. stinks on the power play every time I put him up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. For uh, me? 
Yeah. Um, yeah. The same thing to Columbus. They're kind of, you don't really know where they are in a way with things, but there's a lot of uncertainty. Like, you know, they're still pretty consistent, but, you know, there's a lot of uncertainties with their defensive. Well, the defense right now, like, I don't think Ryan Murray is going to be there long term. Uh, they still have to figure out extensions, especially for Rowenski. So I'll take uh, Jake Sanderson here. It's a kind of defenseman, I think, that, you know, they need. And someone, yeah, they're going to wait on. He's going to go to, he's already committed to North Dakota. Um, so we'll see where that goes. All right. Um, that's it for the lottery picks. Do we, is there any like special name you guys want to mention from your later picks or anything? Uh, Jake Neighbors. I love that name. Jake Neighbors. You know what? I loved him enough where I put him 31st. 31st? Yeah. Again, I had um, Lundell at 17. I moved up William Wylander to 16 because I liked his name. Um, you mentioned LaPierre. I had him 24th. Um, beside that, yeah. I, <laughs> I had, no, my I, apologies. Another great name. Antonio what? Stranges. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah. See, you know what? I at the beginning of the year, I think he was like top fifteen. Because I mm-hmm. remember people talking about Antonio Strangers. He's playing in London, and and the, and I saw was scrolling through Twitter, and this guy, there was a highlight clip package of just him, and this guy looked like a beast. Mm-hmm. If there's a na- if there's two names. He's one of them, and the only reason this I'm saying this name is because he was on Thirty One Thoughts. Is uh, Jeremy Poirier? Yes. He's playing in. Oh, the name's not cup. St. John's is it? St. John's. St. John's Sea Dogs. Say, yeah, I think so. I, I'll, I'll yeah, find, I'll find out. Um, right. But that, yeah, those are the two names. Another name I really liked was Noel Gundler. <laughs> Right wing and apparently can score goals. So uh, who, whoever has 21, Noel Gunner, you better take him. Right winger. So you uh, guys know we're going to have to do this again, right? When? I don't mind. When, <laughs> when they actually... Every year? No, 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 no. When they actually announce when the draft is, is and when they do a draft lottery. Do we? Yeah, man. Uh, by the way, this is from Elliot Friedman five minutes ago. Drew Dowdy on conference call with media, quote, I don't see how this season is going to return, end quote. Uh, that's something that I have purposely avoided asking you guys to talk about because I don't want to imagine the world where we don't have the rest of the season. Hey, man, I don't uh, think hey, we have the rest of the season either. No. Um, hey, as long as Montreal are keeping that top ten pick. Um, <laughs> well, you know what I think we guys – you know what I, I think I'm going to do is because, like – Actually, what we all should do, because who knows how the draft lottery is going to go. We should record our reaction to the draft lottery. Just okay. for the smoke, if one of us got Lafreniere on our team. It's only going to be you or Daniel. I'm just going to be sitting there. No, no, well, could you imagine if everyone's in and, and the Leafs got Lafreniere? I'd, you I'd would lo- lose it. Oh, I'd, you know, oh, oh my God. I'd, I'd, I'd put I'd it in your face. Show. I... I, I I'd hate you. I'd throw it in your face. You remember the, the videos of how excited Leafs fans were in bars when um when they got the pick from Matthews? I was so I, excited. I, yeah, I, I was could, excited. Yeah. I, I could almost only cried. What Quebec would be like oh, if they had got Lafreniere. Oh, oh my God. Like, Montreal, like, forget social distancing. 
There's going to be some parades in hey, Montreal. Hey, don't Alaska. joke about that. Don't joke about the that. The biggest picks, it's don't, Eric Lindros. Don't no joke geeks. about social distancing, okay? Can we not do that? It's like in YouTubers, they have COVID-19. Apparently in their video, it gets uh, demonetized like that. Yes. Wow. By the way, don't go on... Um, Who is it? Dr. Tam? Who's like the head of the... Uh, uh, Teresa Tam, yeah. Yes. Teresa, poor girl, poor woman. Like, here she is, like, giving the conferences nope. to, like, inform us what's going on. And I made the mistake of going on the comment section. And normally, like, I'm a big anime guy, so normally when, I, when I'm watching a video or something on YouTube, normally it's about that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's just me, right? <laughs> but then, like... <laughs> he, he said... I, I was like, I'm going to check the comments oh, of this video with Lord. this trying to, you know, explain to us why, you know, we should stay inside and all this. The comments were like, liberal scums and it's, it's stuff like, oh, it's news. I'm like, what is happening here? Like, inflated and isn't right. Like, shut up. Adam texted me with a picture. I don't even think he sent me a caption. He just sent me a picture of YouTube comments. I texted him back. I'm like, have you ever gone on YouTube? Like, ever? Like, it's so bad. So much yeah. time on YouTube, but I just don't go to politics and that because, like, I want to enjoy the rest of my day. I, I want to play Animal Crossing. The, it's weird to say this, but the two worst YouTube comment groups are politics or news mm -hmm. and sports. They yeah. just get so offensive. They're like, they, it's not like you can't, you can't um, disagree with someone or else they just attack your family. No, it's yeah, like, exactly. no, you can't. Why would you so have? Accurate, a, why would yeah. you have an? Why can't you have just a simple debate? No, mm -hmm. I'm just gonna attack your family. Brad Marchand likes licking squirrels. Well, you could jump off a bridge. Is, <laughs> is <laughs> my God, That's I, I, I have, I have. That was a quote, by the way. That oh, is a Lord. It's so bad. Yeah. Um. God, you know it was supposed to be 17 degrees apparently today. I saw. Ah. I'm looking out the window now. It's raining. It's raining here. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I God, want to I go for a walk. What are your guys' biggest fears? Like, any like of this spiders. of this quarantine or spiders. anything? Yeah. Any, you think like your your biggest fear are your biggest fear spiders. Spiders and um, heights. Spiders or heights. Daniel. Um, knives around your neck. <laughs> what? That's so you don't want to watch Game of Thrones? Like, I'm pretty squeamish, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mine are, um, it's like I'm a kid. I'm terrified of thunderstorms. Um, like, the lightning? Like, if there was ever a tornado warning where I was as a kid, I would cry. Like, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm still, I'm terrified of storms. I, and you? and my, my biggest fear is a home invasion. Fun fact. Oh, if somebody parked, because remember how I live at the end of a subdivision, so there's yeah. parking lots all over there? So in the middle of the night, a lot of people come because they've gone the wrong way and they got to turn, like, they go to the end of the street and turn around. Somebody was just sitting in the parking lot that I can see directly across from my room. Their lights on. And I thought I was going to die. Have you ever seen I Ted? Yes. So do you, you see... Damn it. No, I have to believe it out. Have you ever... Have you no, no, I... You thunder! You How, is that what is that what you stick? No, I don't. Teddy bear and Wait, so you don't like Oklahoma City? What? Thunder! <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! I just found the preview. I found the preview of the show <laughs> right here. <laughs> 
On that note, uh, just to remind everyone to close out the show again for the rest of April. The 15th, we're going to look at Jurassic Park. The 19th, the 2008 NHL Entry Draft. The 22nd, Alex, what are we doing for Bizarre Adventures? Go! Uh, we're going to be doing some lists of like top movies, top TV shows, things like that uh, during mm-hmm. quarantine. The 26th, we'll be looking at the 1415 uh, Leafs. The 29th, Daniel, what are we doing for Bizarre Adventures? Go! To be announced, I might do a poll on Instagram to see top five choices, what people want. All right. Sounds like a good idea. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, that's it. If you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, I think this may be one of my favorite episodes we've done, honestly. It's fun, guys. Yeah. Uh, if you enjoyed this, let's say you're watching on YouTube, leave a like, comment. What kind of things do you want us to talk about in the future? What would you do for your own draft order if you're listening on iTunes, anything like that? Um, let's say leave a rating, leave a review, all that kind of stuff. Uh, check out our social medias and all that kind of stuff. That will be in the description as well as my YouTube channel and the show's channel. All that lovely stuff. And why go at the same time in the comments or something? I want, this is the, we're going to do question of the show. Question of the show. Where will Azrakov get drafted at the 2020 draft? Question of the show. It was going to be goofy, but I I, I panicked. <laughs> but anyway, that's it. Woo!